If you're ready to say goodbye to being a boss babe or hustling 24-7, welcome to Life in Business. This is the podcast for women just like you who want an easy and effective way to grow your business that's built around genuine work-life balance, not growing a million-pound empire. I'm your podcast host, Libby Langley, award-winning business coach and Amazon best-selling author, known as the queen of easy business because of my sensible and easy-to-implement ways to earn more by doing less. In Life in Business, I share with you how to make small but effective tweaks, how to be confident in your business decisions, and how to make a healthy and guilt-free profit doing exactly what you love the most without working 14 hours a day. Get ready to make your dreams a reality. Here's this week's episode. Hello, Libby Langley here with another episode of Life in Business, the podcast for people just like you. Hi, I'm just like you too. Um, but I'm on this side of the microphone and I'm in your ears today. And, you know, it makes me sound, feel and sound a little bit like a kind of, um, you know, one of those naff old 80s DJs that they coming to you live in your ears. <laughs> but anyway... I digress. Hi, welcome to another episode. Today I want to talk to you about work-life balance. Hmm. You know, it's that kind of utopia, isn't it, that everybody talks about, whether you're employed, a business owner, whatever you are, work-life balance is something that has been talked about for years and is deemed as the, as the kind of the utopia, you know, when you achieve work-life balance, you will have achieved everything. And There's a certain amount of truth to that, but there's also kind of a lot of nonsense in it as well, because what does work-life balance mean? I mean, nobody can define it, right? Because it means something different to me than it means to you, that it means to your friend or business buddy, um, that it means to your partner who's got a job, for example. It means so many different things to so many people. So first of all, before we can talk about how to achieve work-life balance. We need to talk about what it actually means to you, yeah? So I talk about work-life balance quite a lot in many different ways, actually, very specific ways and broader ways, uh, in my book, Life in Business. So if you've not read that yet, then I suggest you go get your hands on that. You can get it on Amazon, on Kindle, and on, in paperback. Because... There's, there's a lot of kind of, like, there's a lot of kind of myths perpetuated around this, particularly on social media, and I think quite a few of them are sort of counterproductive, really. So myths around what it takes to be a successful business owner and what being a successful business owner means, and a lot of these things that are talked about on social media are ent- entirely counterproductive to achieving work-life balance. So if your work-life balance is the utopia does that mean you can't have work-life balance and be a successful business owner? Hmm, I say absolutely not. But if you look at all the kind of evidence and data, then um, yeah, I mean, the two ain't never going to meet. So let's just take the whole 5am starts and hustle culture, right? You know, you've got to hustle and you've got a business, but you need a side hustle. And then you've got to get up at 5am and have this, you know, do yoga and whatever the hell, you know, yoga's not a bad thing. <laughs> Hit the gym, whatever you've got to do at 5am or you're never going to be successful in life. To me, you know, that might work for you if that works for you, fine. Um, but to me, that's completely against work-life balance because it's all about pushing, right? And pushing isn't 
balanced, I don't think. You may disagree. And if you do, absolutely, I love that. Contact me on, message me on Instagram, at Libby Langley, and, you know, tell me what you think. I love it. But I think I think pushing is is not about, isn't work-life balance to me is about calm, it's about ease, it's about grace, it's about flow. It's about all those things. It isn't about pushing, hustling, lifting weights. <laughs> I use that as an example because it's not something that I particularly enjoy. But, you know, you can obviously fit that in, gyms in with work-life balance. But it, it's that kind of, you know, like I suppose it's a masculine en- energy versus a feminine energy thing to a certain extent. But what, what we want, what I want to help you and my clients get is this ease, grace, flow, joy, um, all of those things in business. And so the focus that you'll see, and I, like I say, I talk about quite a lot in my book, about a couple of things in particular that I think go against achieving work-life balance are the 5am starts in hustle culture and this focus on 10, 10k goals, 10k goals, 10k goals, 10k goals. <laughs> Gotta have a 10k month. And it but without any thought or reason as to what that is and to why, then you how do you factor that into your life? How do you make your life kind of fit around these things? Now, you've got to decide what works for you, right? And so a 5am start might work for you because you could finish at lunchtime and go off and do whatever it is that you want to do to um, achieve your work-life balance, you see. But if a a 5am start is the only way you're going to be successful because you've got to hustle, you see they're completely different vibes, right? So it's this why and this looking deeper at all of these things and taking away the need for a blanket everything in order to be be able to be successful because that ain't never going to work. You know, one size does not fit all. In fact, it, it kind of fits, it fits nobody or it fits everybody really badly, right? It's about you finding what works for you. So the first thing that I always do with my clients is, so I work with my clients one-to-one, um, a one, on a one-to-one coaching basis. And we always start at the beginning, which I know sounds ridiculous and oversimplified, but it's so true because people come to me saying they want to grow their business or change their business or work a couple of days a week less or whatever it is that they come to me with. And no matter what the goal is that they want to achieve, we always have to start at the absolute beginning. And that is what do you really, really want? And what does your working week, working day and life actually look like. And it's quite an intensive exercise that we go through. But I've actually, there's something that, um, I've got a freebie that you can download, which will help, it's not quite the same, but it's something that will help you start thinking about this. And it's, um, if you go to libbylangley.com slash resources, it's called Stop Scrolling for Answers. And it's when you it's actually, you know, when you're scrolling through, trying to find what you need, hoping for some divine inspiration, scrolling through Instagram, this will help you kind of reframe that. And I know that's slightly different to perhaps to what we're talking about here, but one of the, there's a video there and um, an exercise, like a kind of questionnaire thing. And actually though the questionnaire will help you 
deciding what it is that really matters to you. And that's what we're talking about here. So go get yourself that because it'd be really helpful for you. So what do you want your life to look like? What does work-life balance mean to you? It could be something really small, such as being able to, I don't know, do the school run, um, which is small in terms of kind of time, I mean, but can be massive in terms of quality of life for you and your kids, right? Or it could be a big thing, such as going from working five days a week or feeling like you're always bloody working to actually working three days a week. And that's a big thing, okay? There's loads of ways that you can achieve that. You can achieve all of these things. But what's really, really important is to have in your head what it is that you really, really, really want to achieve. And for me, it's interesting because I really enjoy working. I enjoy working because I enjoy what I do, okay? Um, Would I enjoy working if I hated what I did? Absolutely no way. So it's really important that you that you enjoy what you do. And actually, that um, the freebie that I mentioned, Stop Scrolling for Answers, that will help you unpick some of those questions that you might have in your head as well. So it's a good thing for you to for you to do. But for me, I do really like what I do. And I love recording these podcasts. I love doing this. It's one of my it's one of my favorite things to do. And so to me, it kind of doesn't feel like working, but it is working because. I'm thinking about business. I'm thinking about how I can support you in your business. I'm thinking about what would be really helpful for you to to hear about, for me to share with you. So I am, you know, it is working, even though it's fun stuff, okay? And, but what I like doing, for example, over the Easter weekend, the the long weekend, I took the, the long weekend off. I don't choose to use bank holidays or anything as a like a bonus CEO day. I choose to take them off and spend time with my husband. And I hardly go on my phone and we're doing our garden at the moment. And so, you know, I'm out there digging and, oh, I mean, it's hard graft because we're landscaping. It's hard graft. But I really enjoy it because it's something different. It gets me moving, which I sit at my desk a lot. And I'm out in the fresh air and the sunshine and we're spending quality time together and we're creating something. And to me, that's really magical. And is that an exciting, crazy thing to do? Um, No, not particularly. But work-life balance is about sustainable practices. It's not about going off on exotic yacht holidays every other week. To me, it's not about that. It's about this genuine ease, grace, flow, joy in in your everyday life that becomes a habit, I guess, becomes a routine and therefore becomes sustainable. And so you don't feel like you've never got time for work and you don't feel like you've never got time for the other stuff, you know, the nice, the, the fun stuff, the other stuff. And and it's that, it's pulling it all together that is what really makes a difference and what really matters in business. And, and it's business, it's business that drives this, right? Because it's work-life balance, not life-work balance. Because <laughs> in some ways, that's easier to achieve, right? You can live your life, live your life, and then think, oh, shit, you haven't done any work for ages. So it's always kind of best to lead with the work because, because you know, we need the money, right? We need the money to, um, not in a desperate way, but we need to earn income in order to be able to live, to pay the mortgage and to buy food and even just the basics, let alone, you know, going on holiday and doing all the, 
all the other the other things, saving for the future, whatever it's that you want to do. So work does lead because there is necessity to work unless you are unless you are a trust fund baby, and in which case, yay for you. I um fully applaud you for having been born into those circumstances. <laughs> so let's assume that you're not a trust fund baby. And so you do need a level of income. But this, but but it, it is work-life balance, not life-work balance. Okay. So what is it that really matters to you? What is it that you want to you want to achieve? Is it just as simply like I said, as you know, there's a bank holiday weekend, you take all the time off without feeling guilty just because you want to take the time off? That in itself can be something. Because I know certainly when I first started my business way back in 2011, I worked a lot. And I mean a lot. 15 hour days pretty regularly. And certainly I can remember one bank holiday, I think it was a May bank holiday, we were going away with some friends for two, three nights. And I was... We got to where we were going on the Friday and I had to do some work in the hotel room and they were all in the bar or had gone out for a stroll or whatever, I can't remember. But And I know that it was it was awful. It was awful because I was not managing my business in a way that suited me in a way that I wanted to. But this is a long, long time ago now and I'm much more experienced and much more confident in what I want to do to do and who I want to work with and how I want to work. And that's taken time. And again, I talk about this a lot in my book. So these things don't necessarily happen overnight, but whatever stage you're at in business, whether you're way down the line like I am or it's your first month, these lessons can never come too soon, right? They're always useful. And there's always reflections that we can make on how we are running our business and what it is that we want to achieve. Because I think what happens so often in business is that we start doing something and then we don't stop to think whether we actually like it or not or whether it actually suits our life. It just becomes the thing that we do. And certainly, you know, my business journey is is littered with all sorts of events like that where I'm just kind of doing the do and have lost sight of perhaps what makes me happy or what suits my life. And so a reflection on that, and again, this stop um, stop scrolling for answers is a really, really good thing that you can download just to, um, you know, to kind of help you think about this. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes to it. So I'm not going to keep repeating <laughs> what the web link is, I'll put the link in the show notes. So your work-life balance then, how are you going to achieve it? First thing to do is decide what you want right? Decide what it looks like for you. Like I say, it could be a small thing, like finishing an hour earlier or doing a school run, or it could be a big thing and really dropping your working day down to, say, three days a week or something like that, okay? But it was so personal to you. Like I say, even if, you know, 5am starts is a thing for you, because then you can finish earlier and go and do something else. I don't know why I've got this kind of um, vision of like going out horse riding in the afternoons um, coming to mind, because I'm not a fan of horses. I'm, a, I'm allergic to horses. But when I think of the image that comes into my mind is, you know, you get up at 5am and start work, you do 
finish at lunchtime and then you go off and ride your horse in the afternoon. So maybe that maybe that appeals to you. It's absolutely not something I would ever do, but that's the image that I cannot get out of my head. So maybe there you go. Or maybe you want to buy a horse. Maybe that's going to be a goal for you. So setting clear goals is the number one step, sorry, in how to achieve work-life balance for you. Decide what it is that you really genuinely want to do. And be it can be as as crazy or as mundane as you like, because this is so personal to you. It's impossible for me to suggest things to you even really, because you know, we're all so different. Like I say, when I work with my clients one-to-one, coaching them on their businesses, we, we talk about this in loads of detail so we can map out a proper plan of it all. But for me talking to you now, you kind of got to do that work on your own, okay? You've got to go off and, and do that work on your own. So decide exactly what it is that you want your day to look like and your working week to look like. And then, you know, where the tough love comes in here, you've got to set boundaries. You've got to start acting. Mm, Yes, I mean, yes, that that is right. I hesitate because I kind of, the fake it till you make it thing, I'm, it's the wrong expression, but it's sort of, right, it's, it's sort of embodying how you want to be, okay? Not, you know, you want to be a millionaire, so you start spending like a millionaire. I mean, that's nuts, right? But it's just the kind of almost like walking the walk to a certain extent, okay? And in order to be able to do that and then to make it real, right, to manifest it, to make it real, is that you've got to set these boundaries. So if you want to, let's use the example of the school run because it's something that that people kind of understand as a as a really important task, but a, a short chunk of time, so that means that, say you want to do the pickup, right? I mean, that's, um, what, three, half three, something like that. Um, then you block that time out in your diary. You set boundaries. You don't have calls during that hour. And that's how that, that becomes a habit, that becomes normal. You can just put that in your diary every single day. And so you know that you can't do anything else. And then, oh, voila, you've created a bit of work-life balance, okay? You see? You see how you can can do it? Or even like a lunch break. You know, it just... One thing that we are really rubbish at in this country, in the UK, and I don't know if it's a universal thing, but we are rubbish at it in the UK, is that particularly in in jobs, you know, in employment, in, in industry that you work through, it's like some kind of badge of honour if you work through your lunch break, right? And it's like, why? But I know certainly when I had a job, when I was in corporate, you, you, yeah, everybody ate their lunch at their desk or they might go into, you know, go and sit in reception or a separate room or something, but then people would still come in and talk to you and it's not a break, right? It's not a proper break. So perhaps for you, the first step of achieving work-life balance is to put, an hour in your you know, half 12 to half one, one till two, whenever you want it, Put block that out in your calendar so that you actually take the break away and nobody can book calls in with you and you can't have meetings in that. And that's, that's a start, it's a really good starting point that because I bet you don't do that at the minute. I bet you don't do that every day. 
I mean, I always do have a break, but is it an hour? No. Sometimes it's I go downstairs and I mean, I do have to go two floors down. So there is kind of actually like a bit of physical movement there. But sometimes I just have like a really quick lunch and then I'm back up and it could be 15 minutes. And I know that sometimes that's not right. But if I'm focusing on something, then I'm still focusing on it, even when I'm eating and I want to go and get it finished, you know. But it depends on the nature of your work, right, and as to how it works. But that could be a starting point for you. And it's a boundary. This is this is the point of what I'm saying here is that it's a boundary. You block stuff out in your diary, in your calendar, and then that becomes a habit and a routine. And if you've got your kind of goal in your head and you've got some boundaries and some structure and you've blocked out days when you don't want to work, all those kind of things, then you can say no to stuff that doesn't fit in and doesn't factor in with that. And the more things that you start saying no to, it could even just be signing up for, oh, I don't know, like attending a free masterclass or something, which can be useful, right? But if it's at a specific time, then, and you can't do it at your own time, if it's three o'clock on a Wednesday, then you can say no to doing that because you need to do something else at three o'clock on a Wednesday that's going to help you achieve your work-life balance and your bigger goal, right? So it's okay to say no to things. In fact, saying no to things is actively encouraged, particularly stuff that doesn't help you get towards the goal of what you want to achieve. And I also, I'm going through um, an exercise with a client at the moment whose goal is to work three days a week. That's what she wants to do. She wants to work from 10 till 3, three days a week. And at the moment she works whew, a lot, okay? She works a lot. So we're talking a lot about delegation and about structure and about systems and processes and all of those things. And the first week that we started working together, she implemented quite a lot of changes. I mean, she's she'd made, she'd done big stuff, implemented quite a lot of changes. And she actually had a day where she wasn't doing anything, didn't have any work in, which is her goal and her objective, right? So yes, we achieved, you know, kind of started achieving stuff almost immediately, which is incredible. But she felt weird. She felt weird because she wasn't working. She didn't really know what to do with herself. She said she read the book and did some other bits and bobs. But she felt weird not working because she's used to working, right? So the way I suggested kind of counteracting this is to block out time. You know, if you want to read a book, block it out in your diary what am I doing now? Oh yeah, I'm reading a book from two to four. And then actually it helps you to not feel weird about it, not feel guilty about it because it's something that's planned. And I think when we make these big changes, it can take a while for us to get used to not working nine to five, you know, all the things that we're kind of taken over from our corporate days, not hustling, not any of the things that Instagram tells us we need to do. And so blocking out time in your in your diary for lunch break, for the school run, for a day off, that's a way of giving yourself permission to actually do the things that you want to do. Because if it's in the diary, it's a real thing and it's happening, yes? Whereas if you just decide to do it, hmm, can you see how it can perhaps bring up different feelings that? So I block out everything. I have time in my diary where it's blocked out, no calls, because 
I want to spend the day recording podcasts or I've got, I'm going, you know, I've got something in the afternoon. I'm going out to do something else in the afternoon. And I know that I just, oh, I don't know, for the way my energy is, for the way that my mind works, it will be a better experience for me that day if I've blocked out the morning as no calls. And that doesn't mean I'm not working because, you know, there's plenty of other kind of other bits and bobs that I can be doing, which is how I talk about my high level business work, right? <laughs> bits and bobs. <laughs> but it means that I'm not going to have, I won't have um, people booking in calls with me who might want to work with me, discovery calls, which, you know, you can always book a free 30 minute session with me. So I block out the time in my diary when that's not available because I want to be doing something else or I know I'm going to be thinking about something else or I know I've got somewhere else to go. And so for my energy, I need to work it differently. And to me, that is all part of work-life balance. It's understanding how your mind works, how your energy is, and being kind of taking control of that, knowing, accepting that, embracing it, and then setting up your week accordingly. Because you know as well as I do, if you've got half a day to do three days work, you'll do it in half a day. But if you've got three days to do three days work, you'll do it in five days. (laughs) That's all right. If you've got... (laughs) If you've got five days to do three days work, it'll take five days, right? That's what I meant. You understood what I meant. So whatever time you give yourself, you'll you kind of, you know, you'll take the time to, to get the job done half the time, right? So think about how to achieve work-life balance. Think about what it is that you really, really want and think about how you can make it work for you. Set goals. Be clear on that. Decide what you want to do, big or small, because small is super valid and probably makes as much difference as big, right? The little gestures add up to be an awful lot. Set really clear boundaries. Say no to things that don't fit in with that and block stuff out in your diary. It's okay to say, I don't want any calls today. I don't want any of that today because... I want to focus on something else because remember, this is your business, this is your life, this is your work, this is your life and this is your balance and you're in control of all of it and you can do it however you want to do it and that's what the absolute beauty of being a business owner is. You are totally in control but you got to take control to be in control, okay? And remember that you can be. You absolutely can be in control of all of it. And it's utterly, utterly fantastic when you achieve what you want to do. Yeah. So thank you very much for joining me today. And please do tell me what all this means to you and what you're thinking, what you're going to do differently. Um, Best place is Instagram, as you know. I'm at Libby Langley. And do please get in touch and just tell me what you're thinking and what this brings up for you and what you're going to change as a result. I'd love to hear from you. So see you next time. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there's an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.